Hi, welcome. You are listening to Inner Light with Ellen. I'm your host, Ellen Wyoming Deloy. And today we've got a really quick episode on shame and guilt. Everyone's two favorite topics, but I really encourage you to make a little bit of time today and listen. Also, I would love to ask you, if you've been listening for a while, to leave a five-star rating and write a review. Um, I got this email last week, and I just want to share it with you all because it means a lot to hear from my listeners and hear how the podcast is affecting you. It says this, Hi, Ellen. I want to let you know I really enjoyed the latest podcast episode. I hope you will keep the great content coming. It's hard to find a podcast that is rooted and encouraging. Often the one comes at the price of the other. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. And since I don't have their permission to say their name on the show, I will leave it for now. But I am so grateful to you if you are listening. Thank you for for sharing that. And um, please leave a review if you are... Um, enjoying the shows, the episodes, it's helping you. The way that more of this can get out into the world to support and help other people is to share it and to rate it and to review it. Um, Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, good morning. Thanks for listening. I am talking today about shame and guilt. And <clears throat> you'll forgive my voice. I got up really early. I had um, a reading at 6 a.m. today and then a client at 7. So I had an early start to my Tuesday morning. Um, but shame and guilt um, are so fascinating to me because they are these independent emotions, feelings, sensations that can really hijack, um, hijack our body, hijack us in our day-to-day. And the first thing I want to do is I want to break down shame and guilt. And if I'm, if I'm honest, this is actually a, a key reason I became a coach now that I'm thinking of it, because as I was doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work at the government agency I used to work at, the biggest barrier to progress around um, anti-racism and unconscious bias was the shame and guilt that would come up in people um, while we would be in deep dialogue and conversations about any topic. And um, people's inability to deal with shame and guilt um, are great barriers to being able to move forward to be expansive and more inclusive and understanding. And I couldn't work on shame and guilt inside of a government agency because I was like, you know, a facilitator, a public affairs specialist was my title. Um, Unlike my backgrounds in urban planning. Right. But then there's this whole other part of me that's like, you know, super coachy, totally intuitive, um, working with energy all the time and needed an outlet for that. And shame and guilt is kind of the thing that started it. Cause like shame says, shame says when it's running in the body, shame says you are bad. You're a bad person. You don't deserve this. And guilt says something a little bit different. Guilt is actually a tiny bit healthier um, when it's in a kind of a healthy adjusted person. Guilt says I did something bad and I feel badly about it. And I feel guilty because I need to make redress. I need to, I need to, I need to fix what happened or I need to apologize or I need to ask for forgiveness. Right. But in, in our society a lot, right. In the socio-cultural soup 
that we live in where shame and guilt are not dealt with on the surface very well. And where the phrase, have you no shame is something that is a given, right? As if the healthy dose of shame is the way that we dictate and guide our moral compass. It's how we live our lives. I look at it, honestly, I mean, my dad grew up in a really intense Catholic kind of oppressive household. And like the shame and guilt is alive in those constructs when not done well. If you're constantly looking to prove your goodness, when you are somehow making a mistake, you are bad instead of having done a bad thing. And that gets internalized if you're growing up in an environment where that might be kind of the dogma. And so therefore you might believe you're a bad person and then you might spend the rest of your life relentlessly trying to do good acts to relieve yourself of your sins, right? When really it's just, you're not living in your truth and you're not honoring and accepting your innate whole goodness and knowing that shame doesn't have to be yours to have as a good person, you already have a moral compass. I do not shame my children ever because I am so conscious to this and they are not spoiled jerks. I mean, yes, they fight their kids. They're five and eight. They have their spats. They have their moments. They could grow in empathy every now and then for sure, but their moral compass is intact. My oldest, just as a brief aside, I was like, like sometimes he can be like, a, a, you know, he can have his opinions and he can be um, tough with his sister because he wants things to go his way. And that's how things are. But in talking with him over the past week, cause you know, he's caught glimpses of the news and he knows what's going on. And he's just like, how come the people who are being sent over to Ukraine don't just like defect, right? He didn't say the word defect, but he's like, why don't they just stop? Why don't they just not listen? Because it's not right to do that. It's not right to just take from somebody or to hurt somebody, right? He's eight. All of our kids got a good moral compass, right? Kids know right from wrong intrinsically, intuitively, it's the problem in the sociocultural grown-up adult soup where we think we have to inflict the rules onto them of how we are to be in society. And that's what's showing up so much in our culture these days, right? The lack of the ability to express and be our full selves because of shame and guilt, because of constructs that are not real, that don't exist. And um, this was the this is the biggest challenge. And so I want to talk about shame because shame is an energy, is a frequency, is an emotion, is a vibration that gets inserted into our experience and activates all of the shame experiences, pictures, thoughts, feelings that we might have about ourselves based on our life experience, making it very difficult for us to see that it's not our truth because we get to live in it so, so much. And when people wield shame as the tool for the moral compass, we believe that if we have no shame, that we are bad. And then if we have shame, it is because we are bad. We must make redress to be proven as good. No one is starting at the place where we're just already good. We're good. I believe I'm a good person. I like, I wanted to, I think I'm going to title this podcast right now. I'm going to title this podcast. I have no shame. And it's not because I'm just recklessly going about doing whatever I want. I have a moral compass. I know that I don't want to step all over somebody else's stuff, feelings, business situation, get up all in their business and take them to town, right? Like, I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am intrinsically because I am a good person. And I'm not saying that in a braggy way. I just know that I have a right 
to be who I am. And who I am is a good person who cares, who's deeply emotional, who feels a lot of things intensely, and who wants to help others feel better. That's my purpose right now. I mean, maybe it's going to be my purpose forever. It feels like it's been my purpose for a long time. And I don't have to have shame to be doing that in the world. That's just me being who I am. Right. And let's talk a little bit about guilt. Guilt in an adjusted, um, self-actualized framework is a useful tool because it lets you know when you messed up. So you can go apologize, figure out how to ask for forgiveness, and also sometimes sit with the discomfort of not being forgiven by somebody who is not ready to do so. Right. And then it's the place where you get to learn to forgive yourself for having made the error and hope that the other person can one day forgive you. And guilt is that tool that kind of can help us navigate that. It gives us, it's our little warning signal, like, oop, I did something wrong, or oop, I got a little carried away and I ran over someone's feelings. I got a little carried away and I ran. This is, this is where I have guilt. So these are my examples. I get carried away. I run over something and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go back and undo that moment. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work. And I have messed up royally many, many times in my life, but I am not a bad person. I don't have shame for having done it. I have guilt. And then I know it's not healthy to carry the guilt forever. I have to forgive myself and hope that the other person can one day forgive me. I will feel whole in that way. And I know that that will not always happen. And I have to be whole despite it as well. I have to have it internally. And this is what's really important about kind of playing with what are guilt and shame and how are they affecting you in your lives? Because there are unhealthy people. And I don't mean that they're consciously unhealthy, that they are consciously trying to hurt you. They are consciously trying to be manipulative and gaslighty, though those people also exist. It is, it is saying that be aware of when someone is trying to guilt you or shame you into a behavior that meets their need versus your truth. And having a distinction and a clarity on what shame is versus what guilt is, is critical for your own healing and your own growth and your own expansion. I'm pumped up about this because I, in my uh, client session this morning, one of my coaching clients, we, we hit on this in a really big and unexpected way. And it was really interesting because it was this aha moment of like, wow, how much shame has been in your space. And for how long? And even as we were kind of like working through it and we're working through it on an energetic level because I'm working with them both as a coach and as an intuitive. And so we're doing this on like a number of levels, but it was really profound because as they were clearing, as they were clearing out of their space, I could viscerally feel it in mine. And this is how I'm an intuitive and how I work, right? So I'm an empath. I feel stuff. I know it's not mine, but I get a visceral reaction when I can see, sense, and feel somebody else doing their work also. And it's really profound. It's really cool. And it was really interesting because it was the first time I had seen how insidious and how wrapped in these kinds of emotions can get into our experience to where they almost feel like a second skin. They feel like us. They feel like ours if we don't know that we actually are allowed to have space from it. So just build in a bit of neutrality, build in a bit of an objective awareness when you start to experience a sensation of shame or guilt. You don't have to get into the intuitive, like, come see me for a psychic reading about it, part of it. Like, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You just are a human. You're already built to feel these things. You can experience it. And I want you to practice noticing when you feel it and where it gets triggered and give yourself permission to have the shame or the guilt take two steps away from you. So you can feel your own self in the space first 
and know that you are good and know that you are allowed to make mistakes and know that you're allowed to have no shame because you already have a moral compass because you are a good person. I'm feeling very passionate about this. I want more people to know that or work on that or practice having the space to have themselves. All right. And here is where I'll do a really quick plug. I have a boot camp coming up this weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's two hours Friday evening. All times are Pacific, 6 to 8 p.m. Friday, 10 to noon Saturday morning, and 10 to noon Sunday. I will be recording the Friday evening session for folks who are in much later time zones um, so that they can listen to it Saturday morning before they join us later in the day, Saturday, so that they're all caught up. But it's six hours of work. Someone just dropped something out there. Hope you didn't hear that too much. Um, But it's two hours each day working on energy boundaries and having your space and learning to identify what's yours and what isn't so you can be more clear in your truth. And it includes clearing things like or learning to recognize things like those pervasive negative emotions that can feel like us. They're not us, but it takes a lot of intention and a bit of practice to start to identify the separation of those things so that you can start to feel your whole self and start to understand how you can clear out the rest of what isn't yours. Um, You can get all the details and uh, check out the workshop. Um, I'll post the link below if you're interested. There is still space for registration. And um, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Share this episode if it was helpful or powerful to you and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening.